Hello and welcome to the Talking Wednesday podcast. I hope everyone is well and you find this episode well. Here today it is me and Jack. Uh, Jack looks a little bit worse to wear today. Uh, oh, because, thanks. Um, how how Jack, nice of you to say, Jake. Well, oh. well, well main, mainly because Jack had a birthday on Friday. Yes. Uh, yes. Many happy returns. Thank you. And of course, as you do when you when you're at a young age and you want to go out, he went out Saturday and had a good time. But it looks like he's paying for it a little bit for today. Apart from that, how are you? How are your week been? Oh, it's it's been it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. I, uh, I, in fact, you would have well, you may have noticed. I'm sorry, you can tell that I'm being affected through external factors here of the of the booze from last night, given. That I can't formulate sentences properly today is horrendous. Um, <laughs> Two weeks in a row on this podcast. Yes. Oh, man. So, uh, the reason why the Twitter was not the same yesterday is because I was having a day off uh, for s- celebrating birthday things. Uh, and I actually was in attendance at a non-league game yesterday afternoon with my, with my friends. Uh, Long Eaton United, and they beat Lincoln United. Uh, two one, so that was good. And I didn't even know the little, there was a Lincoln the United. Little, yes, there is. There is in step six of the FA structure Ow. or whatever. Um, and fun fact: uh, former Sheffield Wednesday Academy player from a couple of years ago, Luke Cox, uh, is one of their centre halves at Long Eaton United. So that's uh, ah. yes, that's a little little Wednesday thing in there. And then I basically after that went uh, to like a social event that my cricket club held and it was like a pool night and uh i was horrendous at the beginning and then i suddenly out of nowhere turned the gears on and actually ended up playing people off the off the table or whatever you'd call it yeah you know? table so you're, you're table. right for yeah. that yeah 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 having basically never played pool before in my life only a handful of times so that was uh that was fun how about you mate how was your week um, it's been, it's been good. It's been busy on the channel, made a lot of videos this week. Uh, it's just like my brain gone light, like to get videos made. Uh, it's been good. I've been figuring out some things for later in the year, i.e. to do with my health and my health. I've got appointment coming up very shortly with my consultant, which I'm kind of bricking it a little bit. Uh, whenever I get an appointment from my consultant, it's just that whole having to get your mental head base right to that position and what the new bit of way they're going to go forward with it. Um, it's not it's not been fun in that sense. Uh, I did get a new phone. I got myself a new upgrade, so nice. that's nice. It's nice to get that sorted. And hopefully next month or April, I will be upgrading my microphone. And that'll be even nicer because Ooh. then... Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm in that point of the... Uh, a, the channel. B... Uh, life where I'm just wanting to get things upgraded and start getting things done early before mm-hmm. summer hits because when summer hits I ain't going to have a cat in hell chance of getting anything done uh, so it's one of those ones but apart from that everything good nice. but if you are new here or if you're somebody who keeps watching memberships are available there are membership video out at the moment there'll be one this month from me uh the discord is also available just email talking wednesday at gmail.com and please go see all our socials 
and reviews on the podcast will be very much helped. Uh, it helps the algorithm. It helps bump us up the charts, and that's what we want. We want to go further up those charts. Like Wednesday, I'll go further up in the league. And yeah, let's let's talk about this week's matches then, because we had two matches we this week. And do you want to start with the Morgan game? How do you think it went? Uh, I thought it was a very professional victory. Really, very. Uh, it was. It's strange, right? Because it was a three 0 win. And and I'm this isn't in this isn't in any way a a Mona's perspective or anything like that. But it seemed like the team didn't ever really get out of first gear almost. It was mm. it was sort of like it wasn't like a Yes, it was three nil over the moon about that and everything. Goal difference did the world of good for that. But it wasn't like a an absolute edge of your seat affair. It was just it was just a very professionally done. Do you know? You know what I mean? Do you know? Do you know what I'm it, it, trying to say? Yeah, it, it was it, like it a, was one of those was, games yeah. where they knew what the task was to do, but they didn't really need to get out of exactly first gear the, yeah. to get going. And that sounds and really arrogant, by the way. And I'm very does. sorry to say that. Oh, we didn't even get out of first gear. But no, it was. It was sort of like a. It wasn't that the team looked switched off, anything like that. It was just like they were all very relaxed and it they didn't seem remotely stressed. The Morecambe players seemed absolutely terrified as soon as uh, multiple of our players got the ball. They just mm. didn't know what to do. Liam Shaw, ironically for them, looked probably the most capable on the pitch, I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. And I think it's, you know, grass isn't always greener. Because sometimes you end up in a little shrimp farming community and not a <laughs> Scottish giant. So I will say go. though, when you look at the first minute of that game, we started really fast. Yes, we did. Uh, Barry Bannon gets the goal. Joe Byers found him. Great little nice goal. Uh, goal. He got to do celebration that he'd been wanting to do for ages, considering he admitted he's uh, pregnant at the minute. And then Marvin Johnson, we'll talk about him later. Uh, yes. <laughs> excellent crossing for Smith. I still, it still felt like it was Smith's goal, but I can, I think Windass just got it right at the end. And then you look at, you look at what happened in that second half though, because we all got a little bit worried because Baz, uh, not Baz, uh, Byers went down injured. We're knocking like not again. Luckily it was just a dead leg. And you're just thinking, can we just keep this going? And then, Deli Bashir came on and he looked okay, but there were signs where he's like, keep it a little bit better. You yeah. made a tweet about him not being that great. Oh, no, it wasn't a tweet. It was in the it was in the uh, Dexterity Box Discord. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, Fizz again isn't really looking all that interested, isn't seeming yeah. you know, energetic, anything like that. And about five minutes after I made this statement, he goes he on that. this bull rush straight down the left-hand side does this great whipped cross in and we score the third goal. And I just thought, ah, oh, wonderful. Of the course. The best thing about that, it was yes. 30 odd passes yeah. before they actually, before that actually went in. And it was an interesting one, that one, because 30 odd passes, you're thinking, okay, that's quite a bit. It's mm. not something you're expecting. Um, and it's something we've not done ourselves in a while, that kind of flowing football, just had the ball, let the team try and take it. But it it was one of those games where you were looking at it and thinking, it's a well, like you said, it was just a well done performance. Yeah. It was, um, in fact, it almost reminded me a little bit of 
this is going to be a wild statement, but Barcelona a few years ago in the fact of the tactics almost seemed keep passing it around to each other at the back in midfield or whatever, just to kind of almost in a, in a sense, bore them to sleep. And then once they're all just kind of lethargic, I kind of do then get you that. strike, I guess that's, that's how, that's how it felt to me was the, yeah, approach. I kind of get that. And, and again, sometimes you do have to maybe even make that approach uh, when you're entering a game. So like there were also matches of well during the our game of well. So Exeter nils, Trooper Town nil, Fleetwood one, Peterborough nil, and also uh, Cod Vlogs of Ben Nappers. He's now back at home. He's out of hospital. Did a video yesterday. Good to see him back. Yeah, really um, good to see you. You'll, back, you'll be back on the terraces very soon. I can assure you. But take your time. Yes. Uh, with your recovery, please be well, mate. Port, yeah, Portsmouth one, Burton nil. Forest Green nil, Ch- Charlton one, Cambridge one, Ch- Cheltenham two, we won three nil. Bolton five, MK Dons nil. Uh, yeah, Bolton were just doing really, really well recently, and it's scary how good they're getting. A little bit, they they're really in that form that. Oh. Uh, there at the minute, isn't it? Uh, Wickham 2, Atkinson Stanley 0. 0 0 Ipswich, Bristol Rovers, so that helped us. Uh, Barnsley 3, Port Vale 1. Derby County, Lincoln City 1 1, a red card in that for Lincoln. And Plymouth Argyle 3, Oxford 1, and that was 1 1 at one point. You were like, right, you can do this, carry on. And they just couldn't, sadly. <laughs> and it was a pain in the backside. It's just, it's getting so frustrating where. We think yes, finally another win. I mean, it has happened now. Granted, with the with the win. Well, we'll talk um, about that in a minute. Yes, against MK. But it's been so frustrating this whole season where we think, oh yes, great, another win, great. We're we're on it. We're on it. We're we're there. Yeah. We're at the top of the league. And then suddenly, Plymouth get the same the same result again. Another win. Yeah. And they hop above us again, and we have to keep being in second and it's this constant little little leapfrogging going on and I hate it. Just Well it this game's it. in it, the game in hand that's yes. helping to be yes. fair. Absolutely. If you actually think about it, the game that in is hand that's gonna help game. us eventually. Although Hopefully arguably well. arguably everything is a must win game really now. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd want it to just be like without a doubt, not not going down to the final games or whatever and there's like a point in it between the first and second place at the end, I'd want one to be a clearly defined winner of the league rather than like a, oh, they, they won the league by a point or by yeah. two points or what You know what I mean? I'd, I'd want it to be convincing, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. So let's get on to the game on Saturday. So we start the game poor, really poor. Uh, they get the early goal like two minutes in and it's just really bad. By Wednesday, just no one really closing down. Bad by I offer hits it. It's a cracking shot, let's be honest. And it beat Dawson all ends up. He's like, this isn't going to be our day here, is it? You're thinking, great, this is not going to help us at all. But then... He couldn't really done an, anything about it. Oh, no, he couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it was like that whole thing, like, a lot of people on, on Twitter, a lot of people at the game were kind of turning around and going, oh, typical, we get our clean sheet record and then we blow it now kind of thing. Mm. But it, I think it's sometimes you can get just put caught off the caught caught off oh, hand. Yeah. 
But James, with an absolutely lovely ball to Joff Windass, who dinks it over the keeper, and he celebrated. He did. He did. He, he actually celebrated. celebrated. He, yeah, did this, he did this weird little, like, wobbly jig. leg thing, whatever that's supposed yeah. to mean. I mean, I'm sure at some point that might be addressed about what the heck that even means. Hey, he celebrated. He, he actually celebrated. He actually celebrated. And he said he wasn't yeah. going to do that in this league, but he did. Yeah. And you're thinking, you're thinking, right, we're back in this now. Let's compose ourselves. And we start to try and get on the ball a little bit more, getting crossed with it. But then again, loop ball again. It's another loop ball. I offer again at fault. He was really bad with the mm-hmm. ball. Loop ball, loses it. And then they go and make it 2-1 two, two on the 24th minute, latching onto a loop ball and getting into the area. And it's just like one of the things. These kind of goals, uh, goals that we scored a lot at times. Yeah. Where, but again, where we've just been a bit sloppy. And it was, granted, it was a lot earlier on in the season where we're playing out from the back, but... It just, it was like, right, what are we going to do here? And apparently Downmore didn't do the right act at half time. He didn't have to throw teacups. He just was calm, cool, collected, said, just go out there and change it. Because we were actually really into the game in the second mm. arc. We were trying. We just weren't clinical enough. We get a penalty uh, after a handball from uh, a long throw. And oh, it was a blatant Smith. handball. Oh, yeah, that was, it was so clear. Yeah. Smith, with an absolute rocket of the penalty, hit it really well. And you're like, right, we're back into this now. Let's go do this. Let's try and get the next uh, goal. And we do. We we bring on Adoniran, who makes an absolute great start to this uh, coming on. Really good crossing. Uh, it comes in for Smith. Smith tries to head heads it. Uh, doesn't quite get it. Johnson gets it at the back stick. And again... Mr. Gregory pops up right at the very back, uh, in the middle even, to make it 3-2. And it's really good to see him on the score sheet. Mm. And as Stockdale says, goals. if you hear this, uh, he scored goals. Uh, with the interview he was doing with Joe Cran, Gregory, Mr. Stockdale would come behind and go, he scored goals. It was so funny. <laughs> it was. Oh. And, but it was really nice to see Gregory on the score sheet because he's been lacking that. And I think getting this one might push him on a little bit because he's not had a great season. It's been top star, injury, illness. I, I've never known a squad get as ill of weeping this season. Oh, no. oh. Because it's normally, I can understand the injury because we're used to that. But illnesses have been a big thing for us this year as well. Smith uh, get the fourth goal. Uh, it's a deflector shot. He's kind of really unlucky, the defender, but. They all count. And Smith could have probably got a hat-trick. He did really, really well in that game. He looked really on it. And then Byers makes it five. And it's just a very simple Lovely header, header in. Oh. It was a, it was a it was, simple it was, header, but it, was it, still, it, it, was it still needed a lot of technique to get yes. it down. It was, what, it was um, what some might call vintage. It was beautiful. Yeah. Oh. yeah. and. Kiss. The thing is, when you look at the stats, 62% possession, 22 shots, eight on target to their six and two, 10 corners. Uh, and this was a team that didn't have Flynn or Femi Rowan. They got left out. I saw a lot of people saying we should have uh, played played them, but by the sounds of it, they're going on the science. They said they need a bit of a rest. Femi Rowan's not played many games this season, neither Flint. Do you want to run them into the ground? 
this is why we've got t players that are quite versatile who can play most positions. But the good news here, when we go on to the other results, so uh, I've read those one for the other ones. Uh, hang on. I need to find the result from yesterday. Oh. So it's Cheltenham nil, Barnsley four, Lincoln City nil, Portsmouth nil. The big one for us, Plymouth Argyle nil, Fleetwood nil. Oh, and when, finally, when Sorry. I looked at those stats, uh, looking at Fleetwood, all I kept on saying Fleetwood was yellow card, yellow card, yellow yep. card, yellow card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had a game plan and they took to it. Yes. Atkinson Stanley won, Shrewby nil. That's a big result. Derby County 2, Charlton 0, uh, Bristol Rovers 1, Burton 2, good result for Bur Burton that, Cambridge United 1, Oxford 0, Port Vale 1, Exeter City 0, Morecambe 0, Peterborough 3, not a great week for Peterborough or mm -hmm. MK Dons, they got, they've had 6 past them and MK Dons has had 10, poor teams, uh, Ipswich 4, Boris Green nil, and the result of the day, for me really, was Wickham 1, Bolton nil. Now, interestingly, the Bolton manager said something last season, and it was, uh, I think we're the best team in the league, and it really put them on a downward spiral after that. Now, he spoke again this week. This week he said something. Oh. I believe I will be a Premier League manager and Bolton will be Premier League again. I, good, I like the confidence. Him. I like the confidence. I, li I like the confidence, but this is the same kind of thing he said last time. Yeah, and then they suddenly I, mm, kind of cursed them a little bit, didn't it, last time? Yeah, and he, he, he was kind of doing really well at keeping his mouth shut. Yes. Interesting fact, uh, Ian Everett owns a part of Bolton. Oh. He, he's a minority shareholder, which is interesting, which I don't know how that works when coming and managing and getting sacked and that, if it ever happened. Yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting one. So Sheffield Wednesday are oh, top of the tree yes, at last. 68 points, 36 goal difference. That goal difference is just going up and up and it's up. Great, isn't we it? are. Oh. The nice thing about this game at the weekend was that we just put a very professional performance in. We don't look like a team when we go down that we're going to crumble and be like, right, what do we do? We look like it's a case of, right, this shouldn't be happening. Get back on it. Wake up. It's like for last season, it was time where we were like, wake up, come on, we can, we're better than this. There's a resilience in this team, which is interesting. It's nice to see. So it goes Sheffield Wednesday, top of the tree, 68 point, 36 goal different. Plymouth, 25 goal different, 68 uh, points. Ipswich, 60 point, 29 goal different. Bolton, 24 goal different, 59. Derby County, 25, 57. Barnsley, 18.56 and Wickham, 15.53. You look at that playoff picture, you do not want to be in it. Absolutely not. Not again. Not after last year and not, especially not this time, considering that when that sodding documentary about Sunderland gets its new series, our heartbreak of those playoffs is going to be in it. And I don't want to have to relive it both in another playoff thing and then also have to relive that one on my frigging Netflix account, you know? It's oh So if you want if you automatically. want like four, if you want four cap four points, so there's a Twitter account for right. called PB P 
point per game profit on mm-hmm. Twitter. Really good. It's good to figure stuff out. And he got us down as it's 93 points to get promoted. And so far we're on that up trajectory. Nice. And he, uh, with the points that are being forecasted so far, based on current points in recent form, Sheffield Wednesday, 103 points. Plymouth Argyle, 96. Oh. Barnsley, 90. Derby, 87. Ipswich, 84. And Bolton, 83. Uh-huh. So it could be interesting. And it's oh, we're just on a really good run at the minute. And it's nice to be able to do different bits and pieces and see how we play. Um, there's just a calmness about the group when things don't go right and they just get back into it. So really good to see us doing well. So shall we go into the news? Yes, let us go into the news. So first, first bit of the news, it ain't great really. It's another injury, sadly. Mallet Wilt, Sheffield went this data clarifies aiming mountain injury cancer. It never rains, but it pours. Especially when it comes to Sheffield Wednesday and their treatment room. Just one player, Reece James, returned to the match day squad after... In shape, don't I get signed? Like he came back up well. He had a knock. Mm. Uh, hard time departure. George Bayer was a routine. It was just niggly knock with them. But Malik Rules is another who will be unavailable in the last few games. The former Hull City man is set to be out of contact against against Morecambe and MK Dons. Also missed the switch of previous. When quid done it you tonight, it is calf. We don't know. It could be a strain. We don't know if it's Paul. He seems upbeat and positive and reported that he didn't feel much effect in his body. And that's a positive time. That's the reason he came out. It's a blow. It's a, it's a form he was showing that he was exciting, but he'll be assessed again. And it's a big, it is a big blow. Mm. Let, let's just Absolutely. say what it is, because he was starting to look a lot better. We were starting to see this player that, We've all seen on the YouTube clips running mm-hmm. at players and making a lot of runs that we're not used to. What's your, what's your thoughts on this and how a bit yeah. to blow it for him personally and us as a team? I mean, overall, this injury crisis is happening yet again. And I personally feel like it might be a sports science issue because they're obviously the ones in charge of keeping the players you know, healthy physically and whatever else uh, and managing all of that side of it. And I just feel like they need to be a bit more thorough in, in this approach because these injuries just keep happening over and over again. And especially, and, and people obviously like, people seem to historically blame the training ground and whatever else. But when they're getting injured during matches that pretty much all of them have, it's, it's, not, it's not anything to do with that training ground. It is to do with how the players are being looked after, their dietary stuff, their like exercise routines, all of that sort of thing. Notice how the, how the guy that was doing 10K a day in preseason, Leon Palmer, has not been injured whatsoever this season. And I think that goes to show that maybe... A, a, well, yes, touch wood. Touch. Every, every single uh, superstition thing that you can think of do it right now. Um, but he's just been roaring on fitness the entire season so far. And, mm. um, and I just think it's, it's just a sports in it's, just, it's, it seems so obvious to me now that it's like a sports science side of things that they need yeah. to be more thorough and more on top of it and not just sort of say, well, for example, right. When we had Tony Strudwick in the building as the head of sports science, the, it, it the injuries disappeared. It was like, it was a blissful injury-free couple of years under him. And mm. 
Even the most injured man in football, Sam Hutchinson, was staying fit when he was the head of sports science at that point. So they were obviously managing him very, very well. And I just feel like I don't want the standard to slip from that. Yes, sure, it's a different... It's that it's the one that Darren Moore knew from uh, Doncaster, Rob Lee, in the building. And I don't mean this in any way to be sounding like it's slating his approach or anything, but it, it, we need to keep hold of standards that we have had before. It doesn't matter if we're in League One or in the Championship or whatever. We need to be looking after these players in a more thorough capacity than we have been because there's been injury after injury after injury. And all of that comes from the sports science side of things. And it's especially a blow when it's yet another uh, option up front because we're already threadbare up front as it is. And now another one's injured for whoever know however you know however many games and it's just what what else can we do do other than go into the under 21s now sure it's a bit of a baptism by fire for mm. some of those if they do get called up but even so it's not it's not that i don't think that they're ready because clearly darren moore has been you know giving debuts to under 21 players and they've been playing very well rio shipston for example Perfect example Def- of that. Definitely. And he's fit in and he's not looked uncomfortable. The couple of guys that played uh, in the Fleetwood away game for the Anacoma FA Cup. and yes. Yeah, yeah. They they fit in very, very well. But yes. we don't need to keep thinking, I guess, that that is the way forwards. But then I can also see that because of historically players have just been getting released left, right and centre when they've completed their under 20, you know, what it used to be the under 23s step. They're kind of they just get, yeah, yeah. And they just got released at the end of that and not actually, you know, given a pathway into the first team. That may be also influencing a lot of people in saying they're not ready. Why are we relying on them when it actually could be very different now? It's a cap 22 because exactly over the years we said we want to see more youth come out of that academy. We start getting youth from the academy into the first team playing games. It's now, why are they playing? Why didn't we get enough in uh, In January? January? Why didn't we do this? And you're like, we, you can't have it both ways. Exactly. At the end of it, he doesn't want to bring people in for sake of people. Now, my thing with the sports science thing, it's a good thing, but I'm wondering if they spent most of the summer sorting out what was going on at the training ground and maybe next season that'll be when mm. we're all, we might be able to sort out the sports science yeah. bit. Who knows? Because a lot of the last season injuries were training ground yeah. stuff and maybe they just, but let's sort that out and then we'll sort out the next exactly. bit on yeah. the next day. But it's a blow, but we've got people who can come back and like Gregory being back and that is yeah. helpful. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world, but we'd like to see it because because I thought work was starting to come into a bit of form and looking good himself. Mm. So Sheffield Wednesday are looking at a non-league play, really. Oh. This is from the star. Sheffield Wednesday are casting their eyes on Bright House Town youngster Sam Reed. Sheffield Wednesday are no stranger to being trialist or two into their under-21 setup. Plenty of young talent have been what by the club's academy coaches ahead of potential moves. With left back, interesting the left back we're looking at, uh, Reed among them. Um, it it would be interesting if this one paid out because hmm. um, it was first reported towards the end of January about the 19-year-old with a move here. And what we're starting to do, we're starting to do this a little bit more. If you actually look at Adatoma and the young lad promise who we got, 
They're all from like these academies that are not re- either academies that are not really well known or they're from non-league and they're coming into our squad. This is something the academy needed to do for a while. They've had to do this kind of thing of trying to look lower down the leagues. I think you get play, better players that come out from lower leagues into academies than you do from a Premier League structure. I think there's just a part of them because they're coming up from lower league where the facilities ain't great for some, some of them and our facilities are bathing. If you're getting a Premier League starlet coming down to us, they're going from really amazing academies to like, us. Yeah, ultra-luxurious yeah. academies, etc., to then the setup that it is at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. What do you think about this approach? Do you think this is the right way going forward? Or- See, it's actually an interesting one because I would say that this would make them more first-team ready than if we got, say, really talented uh, Premier League academy players to join our academy because... They've effectively come from the non-league tiers where they've already had lumps kicked out of them left, right, and centre because that's just how the football is there. It's it's brutal. Um, I saw it yesterday. Um, it's 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 quite a watch and it's quite quite a baptism uh, into the world of football at that sort of level. And that would only mean that they are rough and ready to make the step up to the first team. Whereas you see now there's so many players in like Premier League academies that are playing the under 21s football and the under 18s football. And it's all, it's, it's effectively, it's, you, you, you cannot, team football, I yes. <laughs> you can argue that it is the ideal quote unquote way of playing football because nobody's getting rough tackles in anywhere. It's all very polite and and dignified and honourable and lovely passing football and all this sort of thing but there's no one kicking lumps out of each other in that sort of setting it's yeah, all very you know kids that were the same dry. ages and they're playing against you know people the same ages and not mm. like veteran season pros who know exactly how when to have a shirt tug at the right time to not be seen by the ref and all you know all that sort of stuff um but these non-league players who are the academy age sort of thing, will know all of that already and they'll be well prepared for it and know how to handle it and therefore will be ready to make the step up when called upon. And I just think it's actually quite a good approach because it also strengthens the links between the professional football setup and grassroots level football. And I'm all for that. It needs far more attention and investment and everything the grassroots level does. And I think this does just that. And I... I just love that we're taking this approach now. I think it's a very sustainable again, approach. It's a position we are lacking in. And yes. if he does well, it's a one that comes through. You have noticed with Darren Moore, since he's been here, he's very much using academy or speaking to our academy managers and coaches mm-hmm. to find out what's going on. I think he's rather bringing a player from the academy than bring someone in sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and do it that way and then promote the youth. But I hope this continues. And we've seen it work very well for Brentford and Peterborough in the past. So let's see if we can start model, going on that model ourselves. So Joe Wildfit is not a Sheffield Wednesday fan this season. wonder why. Uh, Wildfit came through the youth ranks at Hillburn wanted, and went on to make 89 appearances for his boyhood club before leaving for Derby County when he contracted by the over the summer. Uh, the shop offer said to December live, it was a bit of a real fear. 
surreal and felt weird while they said in of the nil-nil draw in December. I'm a Sheffield boy, I was a season ticket holder, but when you become a footballer, you move teams. It's not that affiliation is gone, but fans out there does leave you a little bit. You're just focused on the team you're playing for. Look, I'm not at Sheffield. I'm not a Sheffield Wednesday fan this season. That clear to me. I don't need to tell anyone that. My focus is 100% with Derby County. It makes sense. I see. I seen this, and people have kind of gone, "Oh well, you, you are a Wednesday fan, but you're not this season because you're in the same league." Go on, you were going go just to clarify. That's Derbyshire Live, not December Live. <laughs> Yeah, did I say December? You live? said December Darvish. live. Yeah, uh, Derbyshire <laughs> live. Well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be me if I didn't. Oh, make a absolutely, mistake. absolutely. Um, it's a fresh of breath air to hear to hear you say that to hear a new statement come out of you, Jake. Anyway, sorry, derailing the whole frigging conversation right now. But, but it makes it, yes. it does make sense, uh, and I, I it was interesting just hearing him say that because I think a lot of people forget of how long he was at the club and stuff. But yeah. Good luck to him, but when we play you end of season, we might be might be already champions and up, or we might need it. But I hope you've got a little bit of your Wendy bias there mm. when we play you. Um, so, and I would actually say as well, it does make sense that he's saying this, given how much the Derby County fans are just raving about him. They daily. love him. Don't I get they? they. Oh, they are in love with him. They. I was even speaking. A couple of my friends are Derby fans, uh, and I, that I saw yesterday, and they were just saying that they just they can't believe that they've got a keeper of his caliber in league one they were raving about him to that level and don't wow. forget wildsmith was tipped to effectively be the kieran westwood replacement a couple of years ago yeah. and it was only it was only when mr dutch mustache man came along and just decided you know what no i prefer cam dawson and then suddenly cam uh, dawson but, got all the spotlight well, let's, let's also remember he had a then, massive big injury of well oh yes yeah he did and uh he had that big injury that caused him a little bit of problems but, and yeah darren moore didn't even want him to leave he wanted it to be no. wildsmith and dawson battling it out for the number one yep. jersey but because wildsmith left and needed the fresh start and fair play to him as well with the new family and all that sort of thing um that's why we got stockdale in and it, yeah. it's yeah, and I just think I'm just I'm just really happy to see that he's doing so well at Derby, um, because he really does deserve it. He, do, he does deserve his true break now, kind of thing. And yeah. the funniest thing is, right, my Derby fan friends were actually saying that Wildsmith wasn't even meant to be their number one. He was brought in as the the sort of the backup, if you will, and he's performed that well that he has just he's galvanized himself into the number one position uh yeah. so that's interesting um, it's, nice, yeah. it's nice to see him finally getting that opportunity because it oh, was absolutely. always there it was just it just never happened at it just, that yeah way. it just never happened because of kieran westwood being in the net still and when he was performing well and uh and then you know there was that whole i think that relegation season where he was in the net a good few times i just yeah. i don't know i just i don't think his head was in it i think none of the players heads were in it that, no, that season it was all yeah it was calamitous yeah on the side on the mental side of things that year but yeah moving so on so i am i am going to talk about this story but not in a massive way because i don't think there's gonna be anything in it but callum patterson injury blow should leave sheffield wendy to pursue the 35 year old free agent striker now before you all think 35 that's very old you're thinking but i think gregory's is going to be about that mm. so they're on about the ex uh nottingham forest striker lewis graben who had a short stint in Saudi Arabia's second tier 
uh, going once in five league outings and he wants to come back. Gavin made the move to the Middle East during the summer months after the contract with Nottingham Forest at five following a four-year stint at the city ground where he became fan favourite with goals and uh, and clear passion in the Tricky Trees shirt. I've never heard it called the Tricky Trees yeah, shirt. I've never... Yeah, that, that's, that's a new, new one. one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at age 35, they'll kind of niggle. He's got injury issues, right? He has mm-hmm. had injury issues. At age 35, they'll kind of start to creep in the older you get, but it will not have effect on Gavin Tate for goal in change for form. Now, I do understand this one, right? And it will be a very good bench option. But from what I've heard from Nottingham Forest fans, he had a bit of an attitude. And he could oh, disrupt yeah. a dressing room really quickly. Yeah. And I just don't know. It, I don't think it makes sense. I understand if you're looking for bodies, but if that was the case, he could have got someone in January, mm. surely, who could have come in, do that job that you want, come on now and again. And I don't know. It's, I, understand, I understand the logic of going for someone like Gavin. Yeah grabbing even, to get it right and have somebody on the bench just in case. But what do you think about this one? This feels, it's a non-start for me. I don't think yeah. it ever happening. But the idea and the premise, what do you think of it? I mean, if his attitude's like that, then absolutely not. We do not want any sort of divas or whatever, however you describe it, in the, in the dressing room whatsoever. Because we had enough of that in the championship and it got us relegated. Um, and I do not want us to go back to that again because that was awful. But even then, I think on the pitch, I just think he's too lightweight. He just gets muscled off the ball far too easily. And that won't suit him very well in League One, where that's the primary approach of the defenders is to muscle you off the ball. He's a poacher. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think we've already really got that option in Gregory. And mm. But then Gregory's a lot stronger, I think. Physi- you know, physically stronger. He can hold players off a lot more. And um, I just... I d- I, I you know just, what the other it just sort of is, screams of desperation if we go for him, I think, just to get... Yeah, this but you is, know what the other This is the exact is, thing as well, uh, where Darren Moore said he didn't want to do, is just mm. get bodies in for the sake of it. He didn't want to do that, and I think he should stick to his guns and not... If this is even remotely think, a story... I don't, I don't, I don't think know. he will. I think, yeah. I think this was then someone going, this is who we should go yeah. for because you've got an injury crisis. If you, but if you have that situation, say we do have, with the, what's happened and all that injury stuff, put Delhi up front. Mm. He's strong, he's physical, he knocks players off the ball. He did it for a little spell at Man City. Why yeah, not? Exactly. Why not put him next to like someone like Windass, who was both of them duply fast and with um, Delhi's strength? It makes sense. You've got another option there. It, again, it goes back to that having a player who versatile and can do what you want. Now, is there any free agents right now, if you were in Darren Moore's shoes, you would bring in if you wanted to? Is there any that you could see in your eyes? Uh, there's a New Zealand guy. Right, so this is really calling on my football manager uh, knowledge right now. So, <laughs> so there's, uh, there's a New Zealander called Ryan Thomas, who's quite a dynamic uh, central midfielder um, that I'd possibly bring in. He'd be very good. He'd effectively, he'd effectively, he'd be very good at, uh, at coming on off the bench 
and sort of fulfilling Josh Windass's role so that Windass wasn't so strained all the time and had to make sure that he was playing all the time in that shadow striker sort of role. And I think that's yeah. possibly an, a, an area we need a bit more depth in. Uh, and I always forget his name, but he's a, he's a striker and he used to play for Watford. Uh, a couple of years ago, and he's only like 24, 25. He's not too old, but he hasn't had a club for quite a while. So that's what would put me off. Um, and I'm just trying to, and I, oh, it's so annoying. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, oh, God, what's his name? Anyway, yes, there's a, there's a former Watford striker out there. If you know who I mean, put it in the comments. Um, um but yes, I don't, because do I don't do want you know to. What, do you know what season he got released? Uh, it was like 2018 or so, I think 2019 maybe. Um, but I don't, I don't want to obviously take up too much time and just pondering what the, you know, what yes. the strike, who it is. Uh, we Ryan Thomas forever. is um, 28. Yes, central midfielder can play right or left wing, mm. and he left PEZ Zool, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, he was also at PSV. I, I know. Oh, I know actually, them. I think, I think, I think he's actually just joined PEZ Zool. Oh. So. He's well, off the market. Go. He's off the market. Uh, Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's but one that about, we could go you? for. What, what, what well, about, the one that I'm going to talk about possibly uh-huh. that we could go for in the summer is Avon Flint. Is a free agent. Oh, in well the summer. Darren Moore reveals on potential Sheffield Wednesday swoop for Stoke City, soon to be free agent Aiden Flint. Why do they is always the have half? to use swoop? Why? Yeah, like why? Just, just. Just say they've got an interest in going for them, you know? Yeah. Stop saying swoop. I get it. We're the owls. Ha 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 ha. Hilarious. But please, stop saying swoop. It's so cringy now, because everybody does it all the time. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, sorry, as 30, you were saying, Jake. The 33-year-old have broken his desired open mindset over making his lone move a permanent active move from the championship side. Doak City turned sour in the weeks after free signing uh, in the summer. When do we able to grab me on loan until the end of the season? Uh, ask whether Flint is a place like to see on ethics. Al Bottamore said, I think he'd be essential since he'd come in and he's shown a level of spirit, maturity, focus, precise in the team play. But eventually what he brought to us is phenomenal in terms of being a central figure in the defensive line and computing to game, bring solidarity to us and he'd been excellent. Now, this is one of those ones where you're looking at this and you're going, right, he's a free agent. He's already doing well now. Sit down with his agent, hammer out a deal. Get him on a pre-contract. Get him on a pre-contract. You've got someone... Now, the only issue I've got here, yes, it's saying getting him on a pre-contract and stuff like that. The only issue here is that you'll have some players who are like already saying, where's my contract? Because I'm out of contract. What's going on here? Which I think you could see it being when they're talking to the player, when we know it's like officially we're up or it's, it's mathematically certain we're up. That's it. Let go for it. Here's your contract. Because you got to remember, if we're not in a playoff situation, we get a good run of week where we can get it all done mm. before they all go. Not having them all go, oh, we'll wait until we get back to sort your contract. Just get it all done so everyone knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And Flint is a championship player. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, he's a championship player. It is what it is. He, he, the quality, he was quality when we last had him last time when he was in the championship. He just, he just brings that level of maturity and experience to the back. He's starting for me is, I, 
I kind of had this thing where, you remember when Leuven's and Lee used to play together? Yeah. Leuven's used to be the player that was make Lee a better player and make him solid. I'm starting to think that whoever's next to Iortha makes Iortha solid, but when that player's not next to Iortha, Iortha struggles. Yeah. I think Iortha needs that kind of quality player next to him, that leadership just to help. Because if you actually look at our back line, it's huge. It is massive. We have mm. some very big players in our squad. Something we didn't have last season. Uh, the one thing that annoys me with that, why are we not going enough on corners, for one? But Aiden Flint makes a lot of sense. I think he's only 33. I don't think he's that old. Oh, no, he's, he, yeah, he's only 33. He, he feels like he's been around forever. Mm. Um, and it probably could... But, again, Aiden Flint is someone who comes from non-league. Picton, Alfton Town, Matlock Town. Then he went to Swindon. Then he went to, back on Alfton Town on loan. And then he went to Bristol City, Middlebrook, Cardiff. He's another one of these players who's not come through an academy. He come through the Central Midland Football League. Yeah. And come up. And I think you see these players who come up through the ranks like that a lot better. Yeah. Look at Gregory. Gregory mm. is a very late bloomer when it comes to football. He would play non-league and he got picked up at like 25. Oh. That's why he's desperate to, like, get a contract. Yeah. It, it, like, I think, I'm pretty sure Lee Gregory used to be a Sparky. Oh. And he got that look of a Sparky. Yeah. I can see him, yeah. I can see him like, knocking on your door going, hey, love, I'm here to do your meet, uh, do yeah. your ECR stuff and do a rewire. <laughs> Just show me where it is. Can I have a cup of tea? Two yeah. sugar, please. Yeah. He got that look. He's got that, that attitude and the look. Yeah. yeah. But I think they would be smart. What do you think? Yeah, I... Hundred percent. I I do think that he'd fulfil that like the, the almost the anchorman defender that sort of just deals no nonsense. And I mean, he heads the ball virtually the full length of the pitch. That's it's ridiculous. We need he a player head like the that. Ball the full length of the pitch. Pardon? He did head. The oh ball yes, he the did. Full length of yes, pitch. he did. Yeah. Uh, oh, we need. And everyone like, like that. how did he do that? Because that man has got some traps on him. Oh my god, the neck. Oh, but yes, we, uh, okay. Well, just, just me, having just Aiden Flint is your, like Flint. your, your, that. your gym, your um, gym person. Honestly though, just aside from that, just a random insert is that to, to have that man as a gym inspiration is not a bad thing because no, the not. man's, the man's built. Um, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's like when he did, when he did the, uh, shirt reveal and they showed him, yeah. they just showed his arms. And his he's arms just, his arms are, like, are just... Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I he wish I had arms and, like that. And it, and Jesus. It's it, it, the kind of player we've lacked at the yes. back for a while. Yeah. So I think some of our defenders have been really good technical defender, but not mm -hmm. defensively strong. He's, a, he's effectively filling the role that Big Ben has left. Yeah. Since he's been injured, but I really hope that he can come lot, back soon. And a lot of people but, have forgot about him a little bit. Yeah. Because it has... The, when it first happened, we were like, oh no, we're screwed, we're done, kind of thing. But we've not missed him that much. I know that sounds really but arrogant. We've, all, we've, all, we've, we've sort of also not missed him that much, given the decision, given how Darren Moore has acted swiftly yeah. in getting a replacement in, yada yada. So it's not... Yeah. But again, you look at, you look at yeah. McGuinness. McGuinness was the replacement for Femiwo. Femiwo yeah. looks, looks like an absolute beast yep. of a player. He's really good. And he's so, only going to get better too, so that's even better. Yeah, he's, and he's yeah. young. 
Mm-hmm. We brought the age of the quad down a little he's bit. Younger than me. He's two years younger than me. There's people oh, younger dear. than me in the Wednesday side now, and I just you don't I like feel it, old. Do you? I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, one oh. birthday, nine hours out of me in deck for you. Oh. Um, so, interesting one here, and this is about ex-players. So, Sheffield Wednesday got the decision to release Hutchinson and Massimo Luongo 100% right. Mm-hmm. Now, in the past, we would have kept the player because we needed that kind of player or kept them for sentimental value. Hutchinson has really not managed to get into this uh, Reading team. He had that really good spell during preseason and they were like, he's amazing, he's great, but he just keep getting knock after knock after knock. He's currently got an Achilles injury, which is something we know he had at Ooh. our place a lot. Yeah. He did get oh, it a lot. Yeah. Didn't get it a lot when he was at us. He kind of managed it. But again, it might be a case of sports science or them trying to get too many players in. And these games are the ones, especially in the championship, these games come thick and fast. But you look at how he was for us. And they, there have been times where they, they've looked really good. But he keeps not being able to get into the team because of his injury record. Now, the interesting one is also Massimo Longo. He went to Middlesbrough, didn't play. Didn't play at all. And just remember, Mass was a weird one because we had that whole Twitter thing. He didn't know he got released. Mm-hmm. He was really confused. He's like, okay, have I then? Kind of had a bit of a, it left a sour taste in his mouth by yeah. the sounds of it. Didn't play at Middlesbrough. Gone to it switch during the uh, January transfer windows as free agent. And a lot of them have gone, he's MIA. Mm. He just not turned up there either. Like, Matamo Luongo plays 12 minutes of senior football this season. 12 minutes. 12. That is it. Yeah. Wow. That is it. And it's like, we in the past have been really bad at keeping players for the sake of keeping players because either they're a bit of a club legend or the fan favourites kind of thing and not moving them on. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, hot take right now. We kept Tom Lees a lot longer than we should have done. Oh, I, God, yeah. I actually don't think that Tom Lees was, quote-unquote, the best defender in the league outside of the Premier League, like Carlos said back in the day. Mm. I think we needed someone much better, and honestly, he was... Don't forget... He was released from Leeds, and all of the Leeds fans at the time when we signed him said that he's dreadful and yeah. he, he's not very good at all. And I honestly think that he was being carried by, and again, Luvens at Leuven's times Hector. was great, but a lot of the Sasso. time as well, not that good. Sasso, I think we should have signed him for a lot longer yeah. than we oh, did. God, yeah. He was someone we should have had because he was excellent on the ball and he was tough as a central central defender. And I just sort of think in, we've had these, yeah, well, even Leuven's himself, when he went to Sunderland, he gave actually a, his verdict on the Sheffield Wednesday squad. And he said, yes, there's a lot of players there that I think they've kept hold of for a bit too long. Yeah. And I, fi- at least now we seem to not be doing that. We seem to actually, one of the, one of the ones I think was a player we stuff. kept on too long. And it's, this is going to be controversial. I think we kept Westwood too long. He started to pick yeah. up little niggles and stuff. We could have promoted a keeper a bit earlier. But at the time, we were in a position where we couldn't 
afford really to have that kind of experience lead the quad. Mm-hmm. Like you look at it now, you've got that experience with Dotdale. He's yeah. the person who's going to be there, know what to say to him. But we didn't have that person behind the scenes who could say that. Yeah. You just had Dawson, Wildsmith. And again, Westwood. I think another one we kept on too long was Forestieri. I think we should have cashed in on him when uh, We should Newcastle, have cashed in when that money came in when that for him from massive Villa bid from Newcastle. Newcastle came in. Yes. It was like 15 million or something. We should it's, have been like, have... yes. Okay. But you, look at, but you look at that, there's a lot of people we should have cashed in on yeah. a lot of the time. You should have cashed on on Westwood. Yeah. You could have done the team. It's one of the things where... It's, all, it's looking, all good in hindsight, of course, but, you know... If you're looking at yeah. right now, and I know there'll be some people who will turn around and say... Uh, Barry Bannon's now that sentimental player. But, well, no, I don't think he is because he still offers a lot in leadership, everything, and he's still ridiculously good for this league. And I, I don't know why people would be saying that, I guess. There's a lot of people who think we're a better team without Barry Bannon in the quad. We know that if we've seen this. Um, and the thing is, Barry Bannon is getting to that age. I'm, I'm hoping he's hit that clause in his contract soon. He got to it done. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he has. Yeah. Barry, Barry Bannon is one of the players who he come here and some people will say it's sentimental, I'll say, but I think he's done really well. In in the current squad, who is there who you think could be that player where you think it might be time to let him go even though he's been really good for us? Or who we could cash in on and make a bit of money on? I don't think we should get Reese James permanently. Lots of people think we should. I think he's one of these players who's like too good for League One, but can't quite cut it properly in the championship. And a lot of people what have said What are you saying? That, he's Rotherham. Aside from... <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's not just me winding up with the other fan bases this week. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Mm, it's a very good question. Uh, to be honest, I would possibly say it about... A lot. I just sounded really like Bristolian then. You did go a bit. Yeah, I did. Oh my! This this hangover, guys. It's just. It's not. It's no joke. It's t- it's sending me all over the place. Um, <laughs> I'd uh, I'd probably say that we need an overhaul in the summer if we go up. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I'd probably say be as ruthless as we can be with almost every player and keep a handful. Keep the handful that have looked way too good for the league. George Byers. Prime example, dear God, he needs a long-term contract, that man, because that he's going places with us. Um, but wholesale, wholesale Jack stripping Hunt's, down of the of the Jack thing. Hunt, the one Jack Hunt, maybe even I offer. Yeah, yeah, I can see maybe. that. Maybe he might need a fresh start. You know, I, I I would put him in a category of player that needs a fresh start somewhere if, else. If you're looking at players and, who could possibly lead the squad yeah. in. Uh, and once Summer. again, just just this is no personal attack on any of the no, players. No, or this is just this is just a fan speculation, yeah. whatever. Um, Jaden Brown, God, for that. yes, uh, yes, he he's been a he, passenger. He's just not worked. He's he's just been he's just a, not he's, worked. Where where is he? Why is he not getting into the he, team? He, he, he was supposed to be. Really. He was supposed to be the first choice blooming left back when we signed he's him. Never really. He never really got better yeah. since that game where he got the own goal. It's just like it's like it played on him. It's a just bit. totally like shattered his confidence for a good long Jayden time. Jaden Brown, Jack Hunt, and maybe I offer out the back because that will then lead definitely you with Palmer, do not Hennigan. do not get rid of Liam Palmer. Liam Palmer no, needs Palmer, to, he's but, like 
I, I honestly think he's a top end championship defender. Yeah, in my opinion, and I don't know. I don't know why people attack people for saying that sort of thing because he is. He's proving <laughs> yeah. it. He's he's way too good for this league, but he's here with us because he loves the club. It's his. Yep. You know, he's Mister Sheffield club. Wednesday. So Brown, so, Brown, I offer Hunt. That would mm-hmm. leave you with Palmer, Hennigan, Femiwo, Awitway, and Brennan. Mm-hmm. And Galvin and who's the other one in that on loan? Galvin, Brennan, three. The three? No, I think it's just. Oh, right, Jackson. It's the keeper. Oh, Jackson, yes. That's why. Yes. So if you're going through midfield, you're keeping Will Vokes, you're keeping Barry Bannon, you're keeping Byers, you want to keep Delhi. That's all up in the air. Yeah. I'd want I, to keep Adenaran, actually. I've done it. I was. At the, it was weird. At the start of the season, I was thinking, hmm. Should we, Last should we sell games, him on? Look good. But then this season overall, I feel, he's, he's turned it round, especially it's just since injury. Christmas. He just it's just the injury. Record, yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Backinson, you've got shifted in that, and you've also got Durant, two players from mm-hmm. the academy who could do well. I think the person who probably let go is Johnson. Yeah. Yes, I'm inclined to agree with that. I personally wouldn't mm. mind seeing Backinson go because I ain't seen much of him. But it, it all depends. It, feels, it could be yeah. it could be needs a season to settle and then get get into it. We he had needs it, to strengthen we had it up. He's too he's too lightweight when he's on the ball and he just keeps getting dispossessed by being bodied or something. Mm. And he's too and he's a bit. He seems a bit too slow. He's not dynamic enough. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. And he'd been, he'd been pulled off the pitch a couple of yeah. times by Darren Moore and Darren Moore when you looked at him looked fuming. Now, the forward line, the interesting one, because mm. I don't think you get ready to any of them. Gregory, Windaf, Wilk, Patterson, Smith. Possibly Gregory, in my opinion, if we go up. Yeah, but he got, he got, he, yeah, but he got that now that he knows the championship. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I don't, I don't know how well he'd do in the championship now. I think... Mm. This is it again. Sentimentality. I feel like because he's a Sheffield yeah, lad, yeah. there's a lot of sentimentality around keeping. You do realise if he did go, you know where he'd be going, don't you? Probably Derby. What I would they imagine. Go up, that'll be interesting. Mm. It's but, uh, yeah. It's just a difficult one. I'd be interested to see how Michael Smith would do in Championship. Yeah, I think to be game. honest, I think he'd do all right. I think he'd he'd definitely do all right. I would say. Um, and he only he only came to Wednesday because of the issues behind the scenes at Rotherham, yeah, and and stuff. And he's he's gone on record saying that I'm pretty sure. When uh, Paul Paul Wong gone yeah. on record of turning around and saying that he uh, sent him a text message before the Derby game saying good luck. He said, "I know, I will." <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. They did that relationship, but it is interesting. The forward line, ironically, the only one that we can't really agree on to a point. But yeah. we both got the time thing. But it's interesting seeing what we've actually got and what will we keep up, what we did. Like, even if you go with goalkeeper, Dawson, Stockdale, Charles, you, what are you keeping, Stockdale? I'd I'd say, I mean, we don't know what even his situation is in, in terms of a retirement thing. I don't, I don't, oh, I feel awful saying that as well because he's such a good bloke. But in terms of his, like, age and stuff, he... I want him as a coach. I'd hundred percent want him as a coach because I, I feel like you want him. He's doing it already. Oh well, he's yeah, 
I've not, literally not, just not in a, seen not in an official team. capacity right now. So you want to know what his senior career is? What? It's insane. So Dotdale's thirty-seven. It'll be thirty-eight if we go up in September, right? So he's thirty-seven. He's thirty-seven. He's yeah. how old? Thirty-seven. Oh my word! Uh, so you career with Huddersfield Town, York City. Another lad who come through lower leagues, right? York City, Wakefield, Emery. Worksop Town, Darlington, Fulham, Rotherham, Leicester, Plymouth, Ipswich, Hull, Hull, Brighton, Birmingham, and we remember Brighton because he's the one that Ross yeah. Wallace scored the screamer against, isn't he? Yep. Coventry, Wickham, Wickham, Stevenage, Wendy. That's a, that's quite that's quite a mixed bag, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's a whole that's a whole mixed bag of teams. That is crikey. But yeah, I. Mm, it's a, it is a very weird one because you don't, you almost don't want to voice these opinions and be upsetting by saying we 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 think this player or that player should go because they very clearly all passionately want this club to do well and you almost feel a bit. I don't know. I don't know if this is making sense to you at all, but you've also got to be cutthroat and ruthless if you want to get yeah. anywhere. I suppose. So well, here's an interesting fact for you about Dotdale. Well, mm-hmm. Dotdale Mardi fiance Kate on the 3rd of June 2011, missing out on a plane play to the England squad in the Euro 2012 qualifier with Switzerland the following day. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shall we? Well, let's talk about our next match then. Yes. Because we have a week off, which is what the squad desperately needs. Mm-hmm. It just needs a week of training to try and get some body back, to try and implement something, because I believe it's March, I want to say, we got the games that are coming thick and fast. Uh, right. Have a look. Yeah, it's back end of... Well, I'll tell you, Yeah, it's, it's March. It's the back end of March, really. But it's the games we got to play in hand. Like your Barnsley and your Cheltenham. Uh, well, we not. Uh, Cheltenham got called off for froth. Barnsley got called off because we were in the cup. So... We are playing Charlton Athletic away. Their record is 10, 10, 11, 40 points, 1.29 per game. They are 11th in League One. No, I don't know if I read read, third tier. Home record is 6, 5, 5, 23 points. Away record is 4, 5, 6, 17 points. 45 goals, that's 1.45 per game. Goals against 43, 1.39 per game. Their goal difference is 2. They lost 2-0 to Derby. And interestingly, Hector had a mare in that game. Oh. He gave the penalty away with that. He just wasn't great. So it'll be interesting to see how we do against this. This is a good chance for to get much needed away points because we can keep putting on the pressure on the, at the top because I believe Plymouth have got Peterborough away. If we win at Charlton and they lose, that will give us a healthy it really little will. lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But have you got anything else left to say, Mr. Dying out of... Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Unaliving due to personal, yes. personal misjudgment of how much I should have consumed last night. Um, I just... I don't know. I just, it's nice. It feels really nice that we're now like pulling away. It's effectively, it's starting to feel more and more at the moment. And yes, it's only, you know, February, but 
It's starting to feel more and more at the moment like it's just a competition of us and Plymouth to see who's going to win the league now. Yeah. It feels because of the gap being as big as it is and not seemingly closing. I'd like the middle of um, April for it to be wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. But us not take the foot off the pressure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, foot off the pressure. And foot off the pedal. <laughs> foot off the gas. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. And then it's effectively like who's going to finish in the playoffs versus at the top it's who's going to win the league between us and Plymouth and there's part of me that will love it it's just it's really that. nice it's just really the nice part to of be me, if you look at the table right yeah the part of me where Derby are like like Derby have a wobble or something and they have they to might. be like where, done it where, the where, 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 where Wickham are like yeah. seventh and they like need a point or win on the last game of the season versus us and they don't get it, and we do what they did to us in the championship. It would just be nice. It'd be nice. It's so to... petty. It's so <laughs> it's petty, petty. Yeah. but it's wonderful because <laughs> it because would be nice, it? it's just nice to stick it to somebody else. Because normally Sheffield Wednesday are the club that everybody seems to just stick it to us for some reason. Yep. And it's just going to be so nice for it to be the shoe to be on the other foot for a change. If that's yeah. what happens. But yeah, that's that's all from me, really. I'm gonna so go thank have, you for watching go and sleep. listening to the Talking Wednesday. I hope you have a good rest of your week and we will see you in the next one. Goodbye.